The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. I'm always of the spirit of get people in the arena, but I but I also want to honor the part that is scared of the arena for good reason. And but I feel that the tension because I think you're the goal is to get you in the arena. But I think before that, it has to be about what does it take to get you strong enough mm-hmm. and resourced enough mm-hmm. so that no matter what happens in the arena, it's like they can hurt your body, but they can't hurt your mind. Welcome to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, where we explore nighttime dreams, daytime desires, and the best ways to transform the tragic into magic. Because let's face it, we all dream, we all have our blessings, and we all have our challenges, myself included. And I don't want any of us to take any of those things lying down, if you know what I mean. I just wrote a book entitled, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste. It comes out spring of 2023. And in the meantime, I'm excited to explore the topic with you, whether it relates to your waking or sleeping dreams, because we're dreaming all the time, people. So let's make it the best dream possible. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. So let me just invite everyone to turn within. Let's take a deep breath. and release and let go of all of the getting here. All of the peripheral sounds and buzzes and beeps and anything that pulls on us. And let's give ourselves permission to drop all the way into the center of this moment, knowing that this is the moment we've been waiting for our whole lives. This is where all the magic is, all the juice, all the joy in the present moment is where all our needs are met, all wisdom comes into fruition and we realize that we are right where we're supposed to be, doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing with the right people at the right time. So one more big deep breath. And I'm just grateful for this beautiful human in my office with me today who is willing to do a little out loud ogle session with me and for for all of us. Do you have anything at all that's been that's offending you lately? So actually, I think what I want to work on today is I'm going to do a self-directed one. Okay. I'm going to do a self-directed one that is just me judging myself for not being further along. I just had my birthday. Ooh. And mm. along with birthdays for me, unfortunately, instead of being one of those people who's just like, I, you know, I went on Instagram yesterday mm. and one of my friends just on her, her birthday month and she's all, so she's like, yeah, it's my birthday month. Like she's all in celebration mode. And I was like, wow, that's such a juxtaposition to how, like, for me, it can make me just feel, sometimes, there is also beauty, but it also makes me just judge myself more harshly sometimes. 
because she's such a celebrator of her birthday and you've been more quiet and low-key uh, I was just noticing how like she's so full of just like it's a month to celebrate herself and I end up going into like kind of just spirals around my birthday of like you know regretting the things I haven't done mm. and um feeling behind and really what it tends to center around which is i think what i want to work on today is a feeling that i'm not fulfilling my potential oh oh that's good mm -hmm. that's yeah good. yeah so that's what i want to work on oh well done yeah just to reflect a little it seems like sometimes for birthdays birthdays are kind of like this free pass for some people to just party and have fun and kind of treat it like it's 1999 or mm -hmm. or 2000 whatever it's like it's the it's a time for party and fun whereas other people it's more of an opportunity for introspection and really taking an inventory of of where am i at am i measuring up am i doing Am I fulfilling my covenant with life? Yes. Am I being who I came here to be? And and it can be a harsher, kind of that bright light can be a harsh, almost like an interrogation light that can be harder. So, okay, this is good. And I think a lot of people that are thoughtful anyway, wonder if they're living up to their potential. I think this is probably gonna touch a lot of people, even people that you wouldn't expect you know, and I think just like and we'll get to the G in your in your ogle, but I always tell people that have dreams about being in school and missing a test or forgetting their locker combination or not knowing where their class is. I always say that people that dream about school and like failing at school, I've never met a slacker that's had one of those kind of dreams. So somebody who wonders if they're fulfilling their potential probably is fulfilling their potential mm. because you're even thinking about it because it's on your radar. Okay. Tell me more about what's offensive. Empty that out. Okay. So what's offensive to me about it? There's yeah. a few layers. First, it like, I'm going to just describe the feel. Okay. First I'll describe what my fear is and then the impact yes. on me. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the fear for me is that I like look back on my life and I see these opportunities that I you know could have had that you know like i really don't take for granted like give me an example um like you know spending years with like writing with writing mentors and mm, friends. like writing your book yeah writing and writing essays and then and even meeting agents and editors and then not actually ever sending them out to publish any any of my pieces out to publish Ooh. that's one example right okay in the moment, it still it felt authentic to me, but I know that there's also hiding. What felt authentic? That to decide not to send it because I felt like the subject matter was too intense for me to share publicly. You know, like I could always, like yeah, like maybe you're talking it didn't about feel memoir. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's very personal. Yeah, but at the end of the day, now I look back and I'm really afraid that those were like there were multiple mm. like different opportunities like that where you know like those were kind of chances at building something Ooh. and I didn't take them Ooh. and I judge myself for that I feel mm. I feel incomplete so in a way and I feel like less brave than other people and I look at other people 
And I wonder, like, why, what it is that's blocking me. Oh. Um, this is good. And I feel sad. Mm. But part of me also feels like I was taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But it just makes me wonder where my life could have gone. And then that just makes me, that actually goes... Maybe this is the deeper layer here. Mm -hmm. What it does is it makes me kind of sad about the impact of, I think, my childhood trauma. Because I wonder how much of that is at play here. Um, and it's not something I ruminate on. I feel like I've, I don't think about that at all. But it just kind of makes me like wonder what my life would have been. I feel like so often I don't take an opportunity because I feel like I have to choose between protecting myself and my mental health in a way Ooh. and going for something a little bit like it just feels so scary and risky and yeah I don't know yeah. oh so so am I if I'm getting this right mm -hmm. um so that like let's just say this this agent said I'd mm -hmm. like to represent you turn me turn in some pages you turn in some pages you get a deal then you're kind of in some way, does it feel like so preserving your mental well-being or your 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 own well-being? Does it feel like that would put you inside a structure, a system, a, de a system of demands? It's not actually even that far ahead. It's literally even just sharing the essays for some reason. Like just the first steps feel really like they disorient me. I don't know. This makes me really sad and like kind of ashamed. Oh. It, it makes me ashamed a little bit because I also feel like then it comes with the feeling that I've disappointed a lot of people. Oh, well, thank you for revealing that. And I, I don't want you to leave this feeling that way, but thank yeah. you for revealing that it's that's there. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. I think it's important for me to look at this because it kind of like, I can tell that it's something that could haunt me uh -huh. and I don't want it to. Yeah. Um, and also like having these judgments of myself has totally created a story and an expectation in my mind. What, uh, what's the story? That, the expectation? that I don't fulfill my potential or that I don't, I don't know. It's and I tough. don't fulfill my potential. That's okay. So that's the, like, mm -hmm. that's the good. way it feels when I'm good. not going for it. But then on the, the other part of the, oh, yeah, what's offensive? What's offensive is that then, you know, I have my birthday and I'm beating myself up and I'm feeling not good enough and I'm feeling like I can't, you know, like I'm feeling afraid of disappointing myself and growing up with regret and looking back on my life and feeling like I didn't fulfill the opportunities ahead of me and see where they could lead. But then it also keeps me stuck in self-judgment and a story and it doesn't free me to start again today. Ooh. Okay, I'm seeing so some, I'm like getting so great. many things, Amazing. but I, but I want to, okay, I'll just say what's here because I might lose it, but um, I think about the Brene Brown thing about the arena, and um, are you familiar with that whole yeah. thing? So she, so basically the arena is where you get your ass kicked, you, but it's where you're going for it. The arena is where... Is where like life is happening where you are creating where you are putting stuff out and it's guaranteed that you'll get Not your ass handed to you and you will get bloody and gutsy and it's it'll, it's awful 
And so she draws the distinction between the people sitting in the stands versus the people in the arena. And obviously in the arena is where the courage and the bravery is. My hunch though, as someone who has survived a very difficult childhood, you were kind of born in the arena and like, like there was, you, you got like horrible things happen to you as a little one and you kind of found your way to the, to the, what do you call it? There's the arena and there's the stands. So it's almost like sitting in the stands, but close to the arena is sort of a safe place where you can watch it. You can have, it's almost like you're in the front row of the arena and your toe is right there. And sometimes you stand up in it and then you sit down and you stand up and you sit down mm-hmm. because, I mean, because you are still recovering from having had every bone in your body broken and I'm being metaphorical, but, but emotionally and physically there you have, there's been serious threats to your well-being. And you and surviving, you can't thrive until you survive. And your surviving is still sort of being worked out and negotiated. And you just so happen to be this super talented being that does let people in on little glimpses of the magic that's in you. So everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, get your ass in the arena. Mm-hmm. And you're like, thank you that's that's something I might do one day but I'd like to get stable enough here because you kind of have to bring a relatively stable mm-hmm. self into the arena yeah. because you are going to get beaten up again in some way somebody's not going to like you somebody's going to criticize you somebody's going to ignore you somebody's going to pass over you or somebody's going to celebrate you and then not celebrate you like there's so just mm-hmm. I mean I'm always of the spirit of get people in the arena but i but i also want to honor the part that is scared of the arena for good reason and but i feel that the tension because i think your the goal is to get you in the arena but i think before that it has to be about what does it take to get you strong enough Mm -hmm. and resourced enough Mm -hmm. so that no matter what happens in the arena yeah it's like they can hurt your body but they can't hurt your mind yeah you know they can it's like you get knocked down but you'll get up again it's like you um, i almost imagine if it were my dream i have to prove to myself Mm -hmm. that i can withstand whatever's out there before i go out there as much as possible yeah i love that does that make sense that really really resonates yeah it's about finding a way to make the arena a safe a safer space even though it comes with it comes with bruising (laughs) right so this is part of what's this is part of the what's good Mm -hmm. is that you if there I mean some people just throw themselves in the arena and then they do die like it's you know there's so many artists Hemingway and there's like so many that are brilliant Mm -hmm. and then they take themselves out because it's just too painful and it's there's a very that's a very real reality yeah there's, there's no, I mean, look, Robert Williams, there's like, you know, so many, so many. So it's, it's wise to be a little cautious mm-hmm. at the front end because you're not in a race. 
Yeah. You're part of the human race. Everybody thinks they have to race, but really you're a human being. Yeah. And maybe you're operating at your own timetable and yeah. maybe you're leaps ahead of where you've been maybe in lifetimes past or even in this one. So what does it take? Yeah. Because it's not about getting safe in the arena, I think. If I think it's, you're right. it's about it's getting about safe getting in yourself, safe yourself so that yeah. wherever you are. I feel safe. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're really right. What you're reminding me of with that too is like I think the good intention behind all this is actually yes. staying true to like the values I've learned I have to prioritize for my well being which are relative stability and mm -hmm. yeah, like a safe and nurturing space around me and um, kind of predictable, mm -hmm. kind of, yeah, predictability in terms of like the mm. emotional energies of a day of how much I'm putting out and how much I'm yeah. taking in, Yeah, you know? And so like, that's very much part of the intention behind not throwing myself into the arena. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, yeah, just trying to find stability and security and the survival elements first. Who was it? I was just hearing, this is such a random little thing, mm -hmm. but I'm, you know, it's because I come from a realm of dreams. I can't help but project that here. It's done unto us as we believe. It's it, like we can dream our lives how we want it. I was just hearing about, I don't know, about how Farrah Fawcett, when she was hired to do Charlie's Angels. It was part of her contract that she had to be done every day at three so that she could be home in time to make her husband and children dinner. Like that was really important to her. So it was in her contract that she had to leave at three. That's like unheard of, <laughs> unheard of. Yeah. When a star of a major series is off the set at three, like that's just when things are getting cooking. <laughs> but she's like, that's my, this is how I dream it. This is how I do it. Interesting. That's cool. So it makes me think of what what stipulations might you need yeah. in those. So we're getting we're already ahead of ourselves in the in the E for elevate. But let's so let's just shine a little light on what's so if we were going to say what was what's the offensive thing? Is it the I'm afraid I'm not fulfilling my potential. I think it's the double-edged sword of I'm afraid I'm not fulfilling my potential and it's also like I'm tired of feeling stuck in the story. I almost feel like it's also like I'm tired of even saying the story. Like it feels really like petty a little bit. I'm like whatever, like it's get over it. You know, like I feel like mm. I want to feel free of it both in my day to day and in my mm -hmm. future, I don't want to look at my life this way as like, what was me? I didn't fulfill my potential. Like, mm -hmm. I want to, I don't, I want to get over that. I don't want to get over that story. And I also want to feel freer to pursue. Great. My potential. Okay. So the, what's good about all of that? What's good about all about, of that? About the frustration with the story. 
Oh, well, the frustration with the story is that I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm just... I don't feel the same emotional charge mm. around... I don't know if that's even true. I don't know, actually, because when I'm in it, like the other day on my birthday, like I do think this was really weighing on me. I think what is good is I, you know, what's good now is I think I have more perspective and ability to recognize that it's a cycle I'm stuck in that's not necessarily grounded in truth. It's, it just feels like a story on repeat. Wow. That's really good. Sometimes we have to tell the story long enough to be able to start to notice the inconsistencies or to notice... Like the pull to it even. Like it just feels like a place I go sometimes to be sad. Oh, that's so good. To recognize it's a habit. There's an addiction to this particular thing, but is it necessarily valid? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost like wearing this Band-Aid forever and it starts getting a little stinky <laughs> and you're like, wait, do I really, do I even have a cut under there anymore? <laughs> Did that heal already? Do I, why am I still wearing this funky old bandage? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's really good. Yeah. And I feel like that, like, I think that things, maybe that's a sign that I'm actually coming out in more stability. Like I've done that work, right? Where it's more exactly, it feels more like, you know what? I think this is manageable and it's going to happen in its time. And yeah, I feel like I'm craving more room for grace and forgiveness and also, Mm. and also for just taking it one step at a time and finding myself building a life where I'm a little bit more brave to take little steps without judging myself for not taking big steps. But I feel like I just skipped a, <laughs> just skipped a couple steps. But that's okay. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, because what's good is yeah. it's leading you to yeah. this. I mean, we keep going to the elevate already, but that's okay because it's a hologram. Yeah. doesn't have to. So, okay. Let's go I, to the, go ahead. What I else feel is like, good? I feel like, yeah, if I was really going to just do a quick brainstorm of all the good yes, things I can think of. Yes, do a quick brainstorm. The good is that I have ambitions for my work i would love to explore the depth and richness of the journey that art can take me on in my life Mm -hmm. i think what is good is realizing the older i get the that that remains consistently something i value oh my art remains a contribution that is important to me Mm. and and a practice that's important to me so that's cool to know that it's like it I'm still inspired by it. Yes. That stood the it stood the test of time. It wasn't just mm-hmm. a little flicker and then it went out. Yeah. And if anything, actually what's good about me waiting this long to share it. I mean, I'm definitely sad sometimes. I find myself mourning like the art I didn't make that I don't get to look back on, you know, or I didn't finish. But at the same time, what's good about me waiting this long is it's helped me value my own voice because now I've gotten to the point where I can look back and be like see what I am sad I didn't make Mm. which I didn't have before so that kind of gives a point that helps bring me clarity to what I think is valuable yeah to me in my work a little bit so that's good that's good what else keep dumping I mean uh what else is good what else is good is I still am alive, so it's not too late. Yes. <laughs> Never too late. Oh my God. Yep. And I'm growing and I have gotten to dedicate so many years to finding to finding my own sense of stability and, and safety in right. the front row. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yes. It's going to be okay. Right. And you've stood up and stepped in and then you... A couple st- times. Yeah. yeah. 
and yeah, here you are. That's true, and I've I've been able to then dedicate my time to building my craft a little bit, and you know, connect like connecting with beautiful other artists and creators who inspire me and motivate me, and get to help me nurture my work, so it's not wasted time. That's so good. The word rebel keeps showing up. I think artists are naturally rebellious. So it's like, okay, do this thing, get in the arena. No, I don't want to get in the arena. I'm going to sit in the chair. Okay, then sit in the chair, sit in the audience. No, I don't want to sit in the chair. I don't want to just be in the audience. All right, then get in the arena. Uh, uh. So it's like getting out of I the resemble that remark. <laughs> getting out of the rebellion loop where you're like, I, I just don't want to be told what to do. You can't tell me what to do. You're not the boss of me. Yeah. It's like then realize you're the boss of you. And where, what are you inspired to do? I love Reverend Michael's quote about how pain pushes until inspiration pulls. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the vibe. Okay. okay. Oh. So in that, any other thing that's good you before we go to the looking glass? I think that's basically it. The only other thing is the obvious that making art is fun and I'm grateful to get to explore it and have that relationship in my life. Rasuli, I remember being at one of his workshops um Rasuli the the artist and one of the a lot of the people were like when am I going to start selling my art and he said not until you've painted a thousand paintings mm -hmm. don't even think about selling them and just make your art mm -hmm. like work your craft and everyone's like a thousand paintings that's going to take forever and he's like yep <laughs> I mean like there's people on the other side of the spectrum that are way too ambitious to put their stuff out way too soon and it's skin deep and it's shallow versus where you're at, where there's just like layers and layers of richness. And I mean, wouldn't it be nice if there w didn't have to be any pushing, if it was just, ooh, inspiration is now pulling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have something that's fully baked. I'd like to share it now. Yeah. And if you like it, great. If you don't like it, that's great too, because I've created it. Mm, yeah. Okay, so looking glass. How so? How are how are you the 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 um, ogre in the Looking Glass? How is the how are you? What what do you see in the Looking Glass here about this whole hologram? Interesting. Okay, that's making me think about how I'm really being the person I fear. Ooh, tell me like, more. Like in the sense that if I'm afraid of putting my work out because of all the reactions I'm afraid of getting or whatever it means. Like I'm telling those things to myself. And so I'm actually the one, I'm actually like, if my fear of stepping mm. into the arena is getting judgment and belittled and, you know, have my art reduced to seeming meaningless and unworthy, I'm already doing that to myself by taking myself out of the equation before even stepping in. And so I'm already fulfilling my fear. And I'm the one doing it. And I'm currently the only one doing it because I'm not letting <laughs> You don't need the arena to kick your ass. Yeah. You're kicking your ass just fine in the front row. I'm kicking myself, my, yeah, myself in the ass exactly. Effectively enough to keep me in the front row. Oh, yeah. Nice. So let's just unpack that a little bit. What's the, I mean, that by itself is revelation enough to realize that that's, that's I mean, that is always, mm -hmm. we are, we're always 
it's like our criticism is what hurts us the most mm -hmm. and what we're wanting more than anyone else's praise and adoration is our own. Yeah. So what can you, um, what's good about the part of you that criticizes? Mm. I mean, she wants to keep me safe. Yeah. She feels like she's learned from experience. Mm -hmm. um, she wants to protect my art. From? From anything and anyone that makes it feel less precious and sacred and safe to me. Mm -hmm. um, oh. And... She kind of tries to teach me to center my sense of value in myself and not yes. in the world around me. Yes. Yeah, there's a good intent mm -hmm. under there. It's very good. Um, this this might sound harsh, but I'm, what just popped in my mind was the, the Islamic um, practice of wearing burqa is about women being so sacred they shouldn't be seen Ooh, yeah. they should stay home and if they do go out they should be completely covered mm. a, a Muslim friend of mine who believed that his wife should wear a burqa said because she is so precious she's so close to God she's too good for this world that's why she should be covered and I thought that is a beautiful intent it's so poetic but in practice mm -hmm. how do you breathe under that thing on a summer day and so I get the good intent. Yeah. And I also <laughs> was also flashing on this is like on the opposite end of things really bad. Did you ever see the horror movie Carrie? Yeah, actually. Where I, the mother tells her like you you can't ex your dirty pillows. They're gonna laugh at you. Stay hidden. Like it's kind of this very like underneath it. It's always love. Yeah. It's always love it's always love it's always love i want to protect you because i love you i don't want you to get hurt because i love you i want to keep you small because i love you so don't go outside don't let them see you mm. and that's love mm. and it's a certain face of love wow yeah and that could be you know that's that could be crippling it you know at some point it is okay. so we got some good looking glass stuff is there any champion in that looking glass that that is hopeful and maybe a more aspirational self in the looking glass? Yeah, definitely. Actually, what you made me think of, which is maybe maybe it adds to it. I don't know if it fully falls and in, fits into the looking glass, but it, you're making me totally realize that, like you know, part of my identity that I have been really grateful to feel I've fulfilled is um, being a risk taker in my physical life yes. like traveling the world yes. moving to cities i love like your life is art uh, you're living your life is a life of art well speaking of yeah like exactly like living in hiding because of fear i'm like thank god i had the grace and the luck and the ability and the support like my mom is the opposite of this voice when it comes to me go putting myself out in the world she was always so like go do it take the risks have fun the world will meet you with kindness basically like mm. that's what it felt like and so it's making me think about like okay i know that feeling with travel like what if i 
are there ways for me to apply that perspective mm. to my art where <gasps> going out into the world and putting mm. myself out into the world is actually just an opportunity for the world to meet me with life and kindness and engagement so my putting my letting letting myself share my art with the world is actually just giving myself the gift and giving my art the gift of being alive in the arena it's not about protecting myself from the arena it's about giving myself the gift of discovering the arena whoa oh honey that's big so this kind of ties into the e for elevate it feels like the overlapping the superimposing this great strength that you have to in your physical life go out meet strangers make friends out of strangers i mean mm -hmm. go i don't to new places i think it's in in all the time that i've known you i think i've only heard you talk about like a few edgy people that you've come across that oh were my god yeah and i always random. felt very protected yeah like i traveled alone for a year at 19 and I had no experiences that were bad i remember there were a couple moments that could have and i always was like rescued by some nice person who saw what was going on and came to talk like i never felt over the edge in danger and i i felt i felt taken care of so that so that is the elevate is mm -hmm. to overlap superimpose that yeah, yeah because you know that this isn't just a theoretical concept out there in a book that you've read. This is something that is a lived experience that reinforces itself all the time. Mm. You know, this path, this, this path. So overlapping this onto this more fragile, less certain self. It's like, let's blend, imagine those aspects of you blended. Mm, I love that. That feels really awakening. I love that. And it makes it feel so much lighter mm -hmm. because I don't put all this pressure on my trips or my travel. I do them out of curiosity and, and inspiration. It's not like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't carry all this pressure. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh exactly and it's beautiful and it's artistic and you bring life wherever you go and what if what if there's that um kahil gabron quote about children and i think creativity is you know some people would argue it's not the same as children but some of us would say well it's similar because mm -hmm. it comes through you and there's something in his quote that mm -hmm. says these children come through you but they're not yours they don't belong to you mm. they're they're the gift god's gift of life that you get to be a humble vessel for this thing but but you have to like Love but it doesn't it's not you yeah your children are not you your projects are not you your art is not you it's something that came through and and then there's the other quote from the bible that to the one who much has been given much is expected Oof. where that's like when you've got this great gift it's meant to just be given and it's not and this is something i learned from the years and years and years of julia cameron's artist way do practicing that that it's it's not 
can't remember exactly the thing, but it's, it's, it, it hurts us to keep it inside. It's like there's, there's, the gift is in the movement of it and there's always something else and it's not ours to be judged by or to be hurt by. I love that. And you're totally actually making me think then of the parallel with Carrie's mom, right? Where like, it's then I'm being Carrie's mom with my art. I'm being like, oh, I love you so much and I want you all to myself and I want to keep you safe and protected and precious. So you just stay right here with me. And don't move. And don't move. You'll be safe if you don't move and out. It, exactly. Like, don't reveal yourself. Yeah. Stay hidden. Don't trust anybody. Yeah. 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 And that's okay for a moment because there was, like, there's nothing wrong with that protective instinct. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, there's... We have we need that yeah so, and maybe yeah it came from you know childhood or maybe that was true in some ways but i can let it go or it's just time to take off the bandage and realize oh the yeah. cut's been the cut is <laughs> this is even a cut i have a cute little scar under there maybe yeah. i'm turning into a tattoo <laughs> yeah <laughs> beautiful work thank you any final word you want to say on your elevate any Ooh. does this lead to any is there any it doesn't have to be but is there anything that's concrete that would be like an elevated step you know yeah good question with the concrete i feel like what i'm noticing what i'm grateful for is just that being able to access that parallel between approaching it the way i do travel and living my way my life yeah that way of like the expansive like play like let myself just be on the arena to explore it and play not not because i'm going to be in a spotlight you know like where i feel vulnerable and i want to hide it's actually just about being there's so many other people on the arena and i want to get to play with them too and you know let my art do that and yeah. so that's fun and i feel like another tangible i feel like i want one around judging myself i do feel called to find a way to judge myself less and i know that the judgments are me you know like the i'm the, my worst nightmare voice of the arena right like i'm keeping myself out of the arena mm -hmm. and i feel like what i want with the elevate to find a way I'm gonna meditate on it today I think I'm gonna meditate on it today and look mm -hmm. if I and see if I can invite that voice to come along but not drive that kind of thing yeah you know, like right because yeah. it's it's part of being creative yeah. it's like the it's be being there. creative and judgmental they there were two sides of the same coin because mm -hmm. it's like in order in in human design they talk about this this particular channel that is the creative channel is also the criticism channel like they they go together yeah. to create you kind of have to say well well this is wrong this doesn't work do so I let's want? so it's part of the the chisel mm. it's it's part of it it's a tool yeah but it doesn't have to be the thing that stops you and you can do things in baby 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 steps it doesn't have to be okay. like suddenly i'm naked in the middle of the arena <laughs> and here's everything i've got just i love that notion of a three-foot toss so what might be a three-foot toss like a little a little stretch, but ah, not too stretchy. That oh, it... I love that image. Okay. What might you do? I don't know yet, but I want to meditate on it. Okay. I'm it's envisioning it being like a piece of your work that you share with a safe person. And God, yeah. when I first started writing, when I shared first with Dana, Dana was the first person I shared some things that I was writing that mm. was creative. I, 
I printed it out, handed it to him, and ran in the next room and hid. I hid in the bathroom, oh shut God, the door, God. turned on the faucet, put my hands over my ears, and I was like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. I mean, almost everything, it takes that, but I, but it was like, wow. I did it here. Uh, if you think it's crap, it's okay. I just, uh, I mean, like a quivering little fish out of water. <laughs> but, but it takes that, and the more... I just got used to it. So it just feels like it's something like it just is a little three foot toss. Oh my goodness. Three and foot now toss, you're three foot toss. multiple books published, beautiful author. That's amazing. There's, it becomes, it just feels like it's a slight little muscle that is built in just kind of being in that discomfort, Ooh, okay. like sharing yeah. anything okay. is uncomfortable but it becomes there there a joy starts to form around it because i start to trust it mm -hmm. so i don't know that it i think everything being human is a little uncomfortable yeah but it's what we signed up for you yeah. know we get that perfect bliss on the other side <laughs> in the meantime we let as much of that bliss waft in and be a part of the journey but you did a very good job thank you so much i give much. you a star on the forehead as ah. my grandpa bishop would say star on the forehead <laughs> you are an official ogler thank Great you job. kelly that was so beautiful you're so welcome thank you so for all y'all listening go ahead and be an ogler today and by the way if you're new to all this and um, the ogle process comes from my book a crisis is a terrible thing to waste it's coming out soon and you can pre-order it at kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash tragic, then the number two, magic. Sweet dreams. Go get it. It's amazing. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show. If you enjoyed this episode, take a moment to like, subscribe, comment, and share it with your friends. My show can be found on Apple iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to pre-order my new book, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste, go to your favorite online or brick and mortar retailer, then head on over to kellysullivanwalden.com tragic to magic. Input your order number and redeem your bonus gifts. I'm also excited to be offering a new live DreamWork practitioner training. So if that calls to you, go to kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash DreamWork. If you'd like to join me for the live recording of these shows, most Wednesdays at noon Pacific, you can find me on Facebook at Kelly Sullivan Walden Dreams. If you have a question about your dreams or about how to transform your tragic into magic, email me at kelly at kellysullivanwalden.com. Until next time, remember, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. And as you awaken to the power of your dreams, you make the world a lighter, brighter, more beautiful place, one dream at a time. Sweet dreams.
I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network, in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.